So I immediately said, where's your Latino representation on the board? Oh, we don't have any. Oh, I know I can tell because you're not going to tap into this market without that representation. It's a bottom line issue here. Mm. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. In fact, we're the most practical business podcast in the world. It's time to go from a business manager to a business leader so you can stop managing the daily grind and instead start leading the long-term growth of your organization. Here's the thing, though. Growing an organization is a team sport, not a solo act. It's not lonely at the top if you bring people with you. So this podcast isn't just focused on getting more done and growing your organization. We're always focused on leading a team, your team, with confidence. And here's how we do that. Each week, we release a new episode answering your pressing questions about running a business or an organization. However, we always highlight one next step for you and include what we like to call an activation or delegation guide so you can immediately take action, start applying what you learn, and get your team to help you. Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay. We are a virtual staffing company based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, but everyone calls me LZ. I'm the COO of Belay, and we have the privilege of helping thousands of organizations save time, decrease hassles, and reduce the stress associated with running a business with administrative support. And we are so excited you're with us today because in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to build diversity in your team, how to build team strength and make your business stronger. And with us, we have the amazing Deetra U. Giles, who's the CEO of ExecuPrep, which is an HR consultancy. And we're going to really dive into creating organizations that leverage our team members' differences as an advantage. As social issues related to inequalities and inequities reemerge near the top of our national conversation, many business leaders are appropriately trying to leverage their influence to make a difference. At Belay, we believe you must first lead yourself well before you can lead others. We'll take that step further by saying we should lead our organizations well before our organizations attempt to influence and lead our communities. Over a month ago, we made a commitment to do five things within our organization, one of which is diversifying recruiting. Today, we're going to learn how to create an organization that welcomes and maximizes the diversity that already exists on our teams so we can build a better business. Before we hear today's listener question, we want to let you know that the One Next Step is brought to you by Belay. We understand that leading an organization is hard work. There's long hours and hard work involved. Do you feel like you can't take a vacation? Do you find yourself being busy instead of productive? Are you losing hours in your day to email? You should spend more time growing your organization, not managing the minutia that's best left to someone else. For 10 years, we've helped thousands of entrepreneurs and executives accomplish more and juggle less with the help of executive assistants, bookkeepers, website specialists, and now social media strategists. With a support team, you will transform your workday, bring order to your chaos, and have more time to focus on your goals. For more information, visit bolaysolutions.com. 
Now, let's get started with today's listener question. Hi, Trisha and Lisa. Um, It's Samantha from Oregon. Like many people, my heart has been heavy with the current state of our country. With COVID-19 and civil unrest about racial inequality, I've asked myself, what can I do to make a difference? How do I lean into these tough times with my team in a way that makes us better for each other, our customers, and our community? Great question, Samantha. We're happy to have caring leaders like you listening to this podcast. Here to help us tackle that question is Dietra U. Giles. Dietra is the CEO of ExecuPrep, an HR consultancy. Dietra is amazing. She's also a two-time TEDx speaker, and both of her amazing talks really do challenge leaders to reject the status quo. We're going to include links to them in our show notes, so make sure to check them out. Due to her experience helping leaders create diverse and inclusive organizations, we asked Dietra to join us today. Now, enjoy our interview with Dietra U. Giles. so excited, Deetra, that you are here to join us today. It is an honor and a privilege. We started a friendship even better than that, a sisterhood last year, and you have just come into my life and just completely, completely blessed me with your mentorship, um, your kindness. Girl, you just encourage me right when I need it most, and so I just know that God put us together, and I'm so grateful for your time today to talk about two really important areas that are a affecting everybody, not just our culture, but our businesses. And that is diversity and inclusion and inequities. And so thank you so much for being here today with us. It's my pleasure and an honor to be on with you all. So let's jump into the first question, if you will, guys. So let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) In, In corporate America, now more than ever, there really is, you know, a movement, a trend to prioritize diversity. And as an HR consultant, I'm sure you've seen organizations do this very well. And some organizations, maybe not so well. So before we get started in the conversation, would you mind just kind of getting us all on the same page and defining diversity and inclusion and really help us understand the difference between the two? That's a great question because so many people stumble over diversity, equity, and inclusion. They will often say, why do we need all of those words? And it's because there's a distinct difference. So what I like to use is the analogy of the produce section in a grocery store. When you walk into a grocery store, you walk into this produce section that's nice and colorful. You see the oranges, you see the apples, you see the pomegranates, the pineapples, the mangoes, and they are beautifully colored all in their individual sections. They're not together. That's diversity. That's what we look at when we say we need more diversity. It means we need more sections of different things. But inclusion is when you buy all of those things, take them home, cut them up and make a fruit salad, not a smoothie where they all get blended together and become one massive color, one clump of something, but a fruit salad where each of them work together, maintain their flavor, but they work cohesively towards a better end. That's inclusion. 
And that's really what we want. Having a mm-hmm. bunch of different colors in one location does us no good until someone brings those things together and make a fruit salad. We want our organizations to be a fruit salad, not a fruit smoothie or <laughs> a produce section of a grocery store. Yes, yes. I love that because in a fruit salad, right, I am picking up the best of those individual fruits versus a fruit smoothie, all of a sudden it takes on a different a different flavor. Right. Even- right? Like I'm not pulling out the 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 specialness of the fruit because it's being lost and just being all mashed together. Exactly. You don't get the nice spicy citrus of the pineapple mm-hmm. that juxtaposes the calmness but tanginess of the pink eight lady apples, right? You yeah. want everything to maintain its flavor. And like you said, Lisa, get the best of each thing as it comes together. Mm-hmm. I don't want a big lump like this was a strawberry banana whatever smoothie. It just tastes like it. <laughs> yeah. When you're trying to find the flavor, you know, you know, you guys know what I mean. Like you get a smoothie and you're like, was that banana or was it pineapple? Mm-hmm. Right. We don't want that. We don't want that in our organizations mm-hmm. because the beautiful thing is everybody bringing their own talents to the table. And that's what we want. And to Trisha's point, that's where a lot of organizations have missed it. They've gotten stuck on that diversity piece. And this is what I talk about a lot when I'm consulting with organizations and in my TEDx talk around this topic is we say, we're hiring you because you're diverse. But when you come into the doors, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look diverse, but don't be diverse. Mm-hmm. Come in here and mesh together and be one big happy clump of bleh and mm-hmm. move forward. But that's not how individuals work. There is no vortex at the entrance of our organizations whereby the humanity or the humanness or the individuality is sucked out when they walk through the door and they magically right. get it back when they walk back in. That's not how we work. Mm, no, no. Well, you said mm. your TED Talk. I know our team has watched both and several, both of them, but several of your other presentations. And it was really important for us as a team to do so. So I know that you've got a lot of organizations coming to you, like you said, asking for diversity and inclusion training. But what are some things that our listeners could do now? What are some things that they could implement in helping their businesses around these two topics? So the first thing that people really need to do, because the initial knee-jerk reaction is, let's train this away. Hmm. Acknowledging that you're not going to train this problem away. Think about it in terms of a human body. So you have someone that's eaten unhealthy for 30, 40, 50 years, and all of a sudden their doctor says, you have high blood pressure and you're on the borderline of having a heart attack. You have to do something different. Mm -hmm. Well, they can't just decide, okay, tomorrow I'm going to eat a salad and go to the gym and voila. Everything is just no, wonderful. that doesn't work. <laughs> no. Listen, I've been trying it for about 40 years now. Every May, I'm like, I'm going to be fine by the summer. And by the summer, I mean a month from now. And it does not work. The same thing is with our organizations. We have to recognize our organizations have been around for, let's say, 20 30, 40, 50 years, Mm -hmm. one day of training for one hour is not going to train this away. We have to make a concerted and intentional effort to say, first of all, let's assess what the problem actually is, because many Mm -hmm. people have this idea of minority. Well, which minority? For example, when we're talking about IT, 
Asians are typically not underrepresented in the technology field, particularly Indians. So if we're saying minorities, well, guess what? We're covered. We got the minority thing covered. But I don't see one Black female. I don't see one Native American. So specifically, Mm -hmm. assess first, where are the gaps and how do we fill those gaps? And then as we begin to address the issue, we have to address the people. Yes, the training, the coaching, the cross-cultural competencies, but we also have to address the processes. If you dress the people without the process, it's like having, we talked about Broadway earlier, it's like Mm -hmm. having a bad script and blaming the actors. If you fire all of the actors, you'll still have the same script with a different cast, which still gives you a bad play. Mm -hmm. You have to address the people and the process. Yeah, otherwise your people are showing up trying to fit inside the mold of the organization and they're not able to highlight their diversity. Why you hired them in the first place? Exactly. You'll have the same issues with different Mm -hmm. people. And then you wonder, why do we have poor retention? Why is our attrition Mm -hmm. rate so high? Why are we having turnover? Bad script. Right. Yeah. And I like how you said that it's not a one size fits all either. Right. Like it's just not, okay, let's hire more black women. Let's not, let's let's just go out and hire more Indian male. Like, right. Like it's really take a look at your organization and see where the gaps are. And I think that's really important Mm -hmm. to highlight for businesses out there because right now they want to do what's right, but Mm -hmm. they just don't know how to do it. And so they could do it in a wrong way that gets them, you know, not where they want it to be. Absolutely. And know the why this is not just, of course, it's the right thing to do, but it's the Mm -hmm. right thing to do because it's the best thing for business. I worked with an organization and they were trying to expand it to the South Florida market and they had no Latino representation on their board. Okay. I knew this because immediately when I walked in the door and said, okay, what do you have? They had no in-language materials. Well, I'm from Miami, Florida. If you're going into the South Florida market and you don't have in language, i.e. Spanish materials, you have a deaf ear to the population Mm. that you're tapping into. Right. So I immediately said, where's your Latino representation on the board? Oh, we don't have any. Oh, I know I can tell because you're not going to tap into this market without that representation. Mm -hmm. It's a bottom line issue here. Mm. Sure. Oh, gosh. I love that. Speaking of your TED Talks, um, the one you did, Deeper Conversations About Taboo Topics at Work, which, by the way, we will drop the link in the show notes so everybody can go watch it in all of its glory. Um, You help people understand that our inability to acknowledge and discuss taboo topics like race, religion, and politics at work is really creating a barrier Um, for us to leverage diversity in organizations. So what are the blind spots, pitfalls, mistakes should leaders really be mindful of as they start pursuing an organization to be more diverse or more inclusive? Um, What are just some pitfalls, blind spots maybe they may be missing? Biggest pitfall, the biggest pitfall in all of this is the belief that there is some magical bullet that will make this conversation comfortable. Everyone is looking for that magic answer, that magic thing, that magic button. It's like the the office store commercial where they have the easy button. Everyone is looking (laughs) for the easy button to press and make this conversation comfortable. Mm -hmm. The first thing we have to do is accept 
that this is an uncomfortable conversation for everyone. Mm-hmm. As an African-American woman, I don't necessarily want to have this conversation either. I've just been dealing with this for 43 years, so I have become comfortable with the discomfort of it. But it's not an easy conversation. It's not going to be a comfortable conversation. The second part is understanding that there is no perfect way and you're going to mess up. It's like when we're trying to do things and we're trying to walk, you don't see a baby decide, oh, I fell, I'm not doing this anymore, I might fall again. No, they keep going with the understanding that we're all in this and everyone around here wants you to walk. Yeah. And yeah. right. And so when we step into that conversation with one, this is not going to be comfortable. And two, I am going to mess up. Mm-hmm. The third part is probably the most difficult piece. It is accepting that we have not built the historical credibility to go into this conversation and navigate it well. Many of the leaders that are tasked with navigating this conversation are at the crux of the systemic issues. Right. People can look at them and say, you know what, what we're talking about, I've seen you do it. Yeah, because it's a heart issue, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's the way, I mean, I start it. If, if you know that their heart is not in it, then it's not truthful and you're not going to believe them and it's just fake and it ca- falls on deaf ears. It's hard because that's the, that's the problem people are tasked with. We've seen major organizations come out with these great statements. We support this and we stand behind that. And then there are people come out later on and say, that was a nice Facebook post. That was a nice mm-hmm. tweet but that hasn't been our experience within this organization. And that's when we work, when it's that number three, the historical mm-hmm. credibility to say, yes, sure. we are real about having these conversations and doing something because people don't just want to talk. They want to go from conversation to commitment to actual outcomes. That's what I was just going to say is like, you know, co- being able to talk about it is probably a great first step, but at the end of the day, You've got to be able to take action to make change. Change doesn't happen by itself. Absolutely. And great leaders are going to put themselves in really uncomfortable situations and conversations. We do all the time because we have to. It's the right things to do. But then mm-hmm. what comes from that? You know, turning it into something meaningful and something that does grow diversity and inclusion and is not just a bunch of lip service. Absolutely. And in my biggest fear in all of this is we'll have a second wave. And like we're, we're really concerned about mm-hmm. the second wave of COVID because people didn't do what they were supposed to do. And now we're yeah. experiencing this big second wave simply because in the first wave, people didn't adhere to some of the guidelines that they should have been adhering to. And now we're about to experience a second wave. The right. same is going to happen in our current mm-hmm. situation. Right now, we have a wonderful opportunity to do what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's not just having a conversation. That's saying, let me hear what you have to say, address these issues, and let's make this a process. Right now, so many people are just having a conversation, giving people the safe space to emote and talk about it. But if we don't do something in this moment, when people are tired of talking, there's going to be a second wave and it's going to be worse than the first. Yeah. So we have to take action because when people realize I talked, I let that wall down that I've had up for 30 years and I express everything to you, trusting that you would take my emotions, yes. take my legitimate feelings and do something. And you did nothing. 
that's when the second wave will happen. Well, and it's that vulnerability and that trust. You know, we all say that's the bottom, that's the key to great communication, the key to great relationships. So the one thing that we've been asking for is please get vulnerable, Mm -hmm. please trust us, and then to walk away, Mm -hmm. oh, I mean, would be, I mean, crushing, right? Exactly. Think about it. It's like it's like being a parent and you go to your children and say, hey, this house is a mess. Pick up your shoes. Let's talk about this. And everyone sits around in the living room and we decide, yes, you're right. This house is a mess. It's so disrespectful for you to clean it and us not to do anything about it. You're right. And you come back the next day and it's dirty. It's a mess. And you're like, and now I'm even more upset because we talked about this. I told you how I felt and you agreed that this was a problem and the house is still a mess. Well, so many employees after having this conversation are going to come back and the house is still going to be a mess Mm -hmm. and they're going to be even more upset. Yeah. So how, what are some suggestions about starting to leverage and acknowledge and really celebrate the differences of our team members? How do we go about doing that? So the great thing about this is we started back at the assessment piece, knowing what's going on, what the gaps are, but now you actually want to make a commitment. So what are you committed to doing? I.e., we've seen many of these organizations come out and say, we have a commitment to promoting African-Americans. We have a commitment to promoting more people of color. But when we looked at their organization, we looked at the senior leadership ranks and said, when did that commitment start? Because we don't see it represented. Right. Now that we're making that commitment, okay, realistically, what are we going to do? What is going to be our action steps to fill this gap? You're right. That is problematic. We don't have any senior leadership that looks like the people that we represent or looks the way we want it to. So here is our commitment. We're going to develop programs. We're going to change our recruiting initiatives. We're going to have more coaching, training for people for all of our people so that they can rise up through the ranks. And realistically, we're going to be honest. We don't have anyone in the pipeline to senior leadership that looks the way we want our organization to look. So it'll be two, three, sometimes five years, because let's be honest, those senior Mm -hmm. leadership positions don't turn over that frequently. At least you hope they don't. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) In an ideal world, they don't. And we don't want to create something just for show. We want people to have Mm -hmm. real authentic positions, real authentic power, something where they're, they're impacting the direction and the strategy of this organization. So... Our outcome may not be until five years, but here are the things that you can hold us accountable for doing. So we have to go from conversation to commitment to outcomes. And that's how we begin to leverage the -hmm. people within our organization to make this thing be an inclusive journey. Yeah. Well, I like how you said that it really does start with being comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations. And then as a leadership team within your organization, not just doing lip service, not just saying what you think people want to hear, but you honestly have to check yourself, check Mm -hmm. what your own beliefs are, that historical narrative that has been told to you and you've been telling yourself before you can go out there and start to make a change. But it sounds like it's possible with the right steps, knowing that it's going to take time. The worst thing we could do is not do anything. Right. And the hard part is that time piece, because where a lot of organizations are missing it is 
they are not they're not realizing that you're telling a group of people that it's going to take time who've been waiting for a very long time right mm, yeah and so to say to someone, oh, this is five years down the road. It's like, oh, really? Five more years? I've been doing this for right. however many years. As a people, we've been doing this for hundreds of years. And now you now you need more time. And so it's having that really candid conversation and owning your right. Mm. This is jacked up. And so mm. here's what we're going to do. Because you're asking people who've been waiting for 60 years to wait some more. Yeah. Wow. Well, Deetra, this has just been incredible. I knew that you would be an amazing guest and um, I can't wait to spend more time with you. But thank you for investing in us today. I know that this is something that needs to be talked about more and you are the expert. So thank you again for joining us. Absolutely. My pleasure. And anytime, anytime and anything for you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was um that was a pretty incredible conversation with Dietra. I love that she was raw and um wow, I don't know. So I want to hear what are your takeaways while well, I'm still processing. Yeah, yeah. That was such great information, such a relevant and important topic. Um really something that all of us as leaders need to be paying great attention to. To me, the the biggest uh, part was really this not just being about lip service, really creating action around as an organization or a leader of an organization, how do we take these topics and really integrate them into our business? How do we have a strategy and a plan? And it's not just about a Facebook statement, like yes. she said. So I really loved that. This is more than being open to talk about it. This is also about creating an actionable plan to move an organization in a direction that is inclusive and diverse. So that that was my favorite part, um, LZ. Yeah, well, now that I've gotten a second to put my thoughts together, <laughs> um, you know, it was the, the definition of diversity versus inclusion. I've heard a lot of definitions. I've read them. You know, you can read the textbook, but I really liked her analogy it made sense to me, right, about the fruits being in the grocery store and they each have their own section and their own, you know, all the colors are separated. But that really, at the end of the day, what we're looking for is inclusion. We really want it to be that fruit salad. Um, we don't need it to be a smoothie. And I just took away. Um, I don't think I'll ever forget that. Yeah, that was that was a great analogy. I I've never heard anything like it. It, it truly is a unique definition that you absolutely can will stick with you. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. And and that's when you know that you've gotten good stuff is when it sticks with you. Yeah. You got a good nugget to walk away with a great definition of what that all means. Yeah. Right. So speaking of nuggets, uh, now it's time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is to plan your first deep dive productive conversation using Dietra's D.A.R.E. model. Ooh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to help you do it, as always, we're going to provide you guys with an activation or delegation guide. This week's resource is the conversation guide titled Tackling Taboo 
topics. Try saying that three times fast. Mm. Um, we highly recommend using it when you're kind of struggling to understand someone's perspective or when you feel someone's differences creating division within a team. It's based on Dietra's mm-hmm. DARE model that she shared with us, and it really will help kind of guide you through a deep conversation with your team members. To download it now, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit one next step podcast.com. That's one next step podcast.com. And when you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which includes key quotes and takeaways and links to resources mentioned in the episode. And guys, we actually have a resource that was not mentioned in the actual episode today. Dietra is giving us some really awesome resources. If you go to her website, DietraGiles.com, she has six videos that will help you start having these conversations. So definitely you need today's guide so that way you can have that link and start knowing how to have these conversations. It also has questions to ask yourself and your team to even further explore today's topic. Now we're going to give you a link to a 10 or 15 minute playlist, y'all that's my favorite, that you can play in the background while you focus on your one next step. So again, I want you to text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. And if you are not already convinced, we are going to also give you opportunities to submit questions for one of our future guests or a question that LZ or I could answer in a future episode. Yeah. So here's our challenge to you. All right. If you haven't got it, we're going to challenge you. It is download the guide. I can't say it enough. (laughs) Download the guide and then give yourself the next 10 to 15 minutes to work on your one next step. And with that, thank you for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life. It's your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.